One of the most important parts of a podcast framework is the inclusion of a call to action towards the closing of your episode. And a lot of new podcasters miss out on using this critical part to their benefit. So in this episode, we will look at the podcast episode call to action, what call to actions work better and how to put together one that can get you the maximum benefit. Welcome to the Podcasting University. Looking for help on starting your own podcast? Then this is the place to be. We will help you with everything from selecting your topic to promoting and monetizing your podcast in the simplest language possible. Listen to other podcasters who've been through the grind and learn from them as we interview them every week. You can find more details on thepodcastinguniversity.com. Hello and welcome to the Podcasting University. This is episode 86. I am Dilip, your host. And if you're new to this podcast, then this is a podcast where I talk about podcasting, podcasting tips and tricks. And I also talk to a lot of podcasters who've been through their podcasting journey from zero listeners to millions of downloads and learn from them about how to go about putting together a successful podcast or how to go about starting and running a successful podcast. So if you're new here, you might want to subscribe to this show so that you don't miss out on the latest episodes that I release. And before we get on to today's episode, a very important message. As podcasters, we all know how challenging remote podcasting can be, especially if you're running an interview format podcast. Something that I absolutely cannot compromise on is the quality of the interviews. If the audio isn't crystal clear, you are giving a reason to your listeners to browse away. But thankfully for me, I don't face that problem because I use Zencaster for all my recording needs. Zencaster provides, Zencaster provides crystal clear sound and amazing HD videos if you prefer videos. The best thing, there is nothing to download and even my guests who aren't tech savvy can get started easily by clicking the link that I send them. Now, if you are like me and are obsessed with quality, then you need Zencaster. Go to zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code the pod u it is t-h-e-p-o-d-u you will get 30 percent off your first three months of zencaster professional i want you to have the same easy experiences i do for all of my podcasting and content needs it's time to share your story now let's continue with our conversation if you've been into content marketing in fact any form of content marketing for that matter or you've been involved in any form of digital marketing specifically, then it is highly unlikely that you wouldn't have heard about a CTA or a call to action. Now, a call to action is basically an explicit request to your readers, listeners, or viewers, depending upon what form of content marketing you are into, to take a specific action. Now, that action can be anything. It can be to visit your website, it can be to subscribe to an email list, it can be to like your video or it can be to share your podcast episode. Irrespective of what that is, all of this is called as a call to action because you're asking your readers, listeners and viewers to take a specific action. Now, it can be a variety of things that you want your viewers or your listeners to do. So that specific call to action or that request to take that specific action, which is called as a CTA, becomes very important. So 
Today, we are going to talk about how to put together an effective call to action for your podcast and your podcast episodes. And what we are going to cover today is number one, the importance of a CTA. Number two, what should you keep in mind when you're putting together a call to action for your podcast? And number three, some example call to actions, which works really well in podcasting. And I'll also talk to you about a call to action that I definitely don't want to use. And I will advise you also should not use it in your podcast. And this is something that I discussed in one of my earlier episodes in a little more detail, which was about two to three weeks back. I will link to that episode in my show notes. So if you're interested in listening to that, you can always go ahead and give it a listen. So first of all, why do you really need a call to action? Now, we humans are programmed in such a way that we like to take action only when we are told to take an action. And this is more so in the case of things where I don't really know what the next step is or I'm not really sure about what I'm supposed to do next and if I need to be told about what to do next. Now, there is a lot of effort that you as a podcaster or you as a marketer are putting into making that pitch. In, For that matter, in all forms of content marketing, it is the same amount of effort that is involved, irrespective of it being podcasting, blogging, vlogging, whatever it is. So it starts from the point where you hook your listeners to listen to your episode or watch your video or maybe read your blog post and consume your content. You then keep them engaged throughout your content till the very end. Now, when you're towards the end of your episode, your audience reaches a point where they would be looking for what to do next in order to get further information. And at this point, if you don't tell them what to do next, then they will simply close the player and move on. And so far as you as a podcaster is concerned, you lose a listener who you spend so much of time priming them to pitch something and then you haven't pitched anything to them. Every form of marketing needs to have a CTA and that CTA is basically tied to an objective that you are trying to achieve with your marketing. Which brings me to the next point and the most important thing in putting together a CTA. Now, there are a few things that you might want to keep in mind when you are putting together a CTA. But the first and the foremost thing is that your CTA should always be tied to your end objective. So even before you decide on your CTA or the call to action, you need to decide on what your end objective is. Now, one of the things that I don't see a lot of podcasters doing and which some of the top podcasters do and in fact have mastered is in using the podcast to build a list. Now, understand that your podcast is a good front end to capture the attention of your audience. But if you don't capture that audience or the details of the audience or if you don't collect the details of that audience, then they will just come listen to your episode and go away, browse away. You will never even know who they are or what they do or how they engaged with your content. It is hence that I always emphasize on building a list using your pod. Now coming back to the point of objectives. The most obvious of objectives from your podcast could be two. One is to make money through sponsorships and ads. And number two is to sell your products or services or subscription or something that you want to promote. Now there are podcasts that are created for brand awareness or maybe internal consumption like for example in companies. They could have different objectives. But for the purpose of this discussion, I'm only looking at podcasts that are being created with a marketing objective in mind. Now, when it comes to getting sponsors, that entirely depends upon your number of downloads or the number of listens. And something that you might want to keep in mind is that the incremental download numbers that you see on your dashboard 
it is not a factor of only the new listeners who are tuning in to listen to your episode it is also a factor that involves a lot of the repeat listeners now the repeat listeners plus the new listeners is what you see as a total download on your dashboard and the only way that you can get repeat listeners is by constantly engaging with them letting them know when you release a new episode and interacting with them and how do you do that of course it is going to be through emails because there is no other way that you are going to be able to connect to them you can obviously use social media as well but but email is the best and the most foolproof system to get in touch with your listeners it is here that building an email list becomes very very important now coming to the second aspect which is selling your products services or subscriptions or whatever products that you are wanting to promote again sales are not going to happen on your episode so if you think that you're going to pitch your product or promote your subscription on an episode and people are going to sign up to the subscription there on the episode itself or buy all of those products and services that is not going to happen sales is going to happen only through multiple interaction and for that interactions to happen you have to take your listeners to a different platform where you can interact with them multiple times and the question is how is that going to happen that is once again going to happen through emails and that is why email marketing is so popular and a lot of marketers are using email marketing so one of the best call to action to use is to ask your listeners to visit your website or maybe an opt in form or a landing page where you want them to sign up to your email list and this is one of the best and the most effective call to action that you can use for your podcast so that is just one of the example Similarly you might want to devise about 3 or 4 different call to action that you can use on your podcast episodes or or that you can use to ask your audience to take an action. Now it can be to visit your website, read the show notes or the transcript or download the transcript. It can also be like asking your listeners to go and share the episode with people because keep in mind that podcast discoverability is very high through recommendations and you want people to recommend your podcast to others. So that's again another very effective call to action that you can use. So that is something that you might want to. Now there can be multiple different types of call to action that you might want to use in your episodes and it is better that you prepare all of them beforehand so that you can use them randomly within your episode. Now there are some things that you might want to keep in mind when you are putting together a call to action. The first one we discussed was about the objective The second one is simplicity. Now, something that you might want to keep in mind is that the lesser the resistance involved in taking an action or in the action that you are asking your listeners to take, the better the conversions will be. Now, so keep the CTA as simple as possible or as easy as possible for the listeners to take an action on. Now, this could be in the form of asking them to visit your website for the show notes or to download a handout or a checklist. with some advanced content or maybe asking them to sign up for your course or your free download etc but if you are going to ask your listener to type in a website that is difficult to even pronounce or memorize then it is going to be extremely difficult for them to go and sign up to your subscription or sign up to your email list and that action is never going to happen so keep it as simple as possible meaning use websites that are easy to remember that people can recollect and go and sign or a process where they can easily sign up to your email list coming to the third point ensure that you are not overdoing it don't place too many calls to action and confuse your audience because the more number of call to action you place the lesser the chances of your audience converting so be very specific and limit your cts to only maybe two at the max and try to place them at different points during the episode now instead of placing them all together maybe in the middle you might want to ask people to recommend the show 
to their friends or their social media circles and towards the end you can ask your audience to visit your website and download maybe the transcript or a handout or a checklist so just ensure that you're placing them at different points and that you're not placing too many calls to action in your episodes so that your audience knows specifically what is the action that they need to take now coming to the next part which is what kind of ctas work well in podcast i always recommend is don't use vague ctas that don't trigger an action like for example asking your listeners to write to you about their biggest problems etc now that is not something that you should idly be doing in your podcast episode but you can always do that on your website if you want to you can always ask your listeners to record a short clip with what they would like to know more about or if they have any questions and ask them to send it to you and you can do all of that on your website but on your podcast episode don't use these kind of ctas where listeners don't really know what is it that they need to do like for example if you ask a listener to write to you about their biggest problems your audience would never know where to write to or how to reach you you will either have to give them an email address on the podcast episode which isn't something that is recommended or you will have to ask them to go to some other website some other place and then write to you so it can be very vague and people don't know how to go about taking that action so don't use these kind of vague ctas in your podcast episode if you want your audience to take an action then give them some concrete ctas that can get them to act on it for example in the case where i spoke about asking listeners to write to you about their questions or their problems you can always do that by putting a small widget on your website where they can record their questions and send it out to you because typing in a question or writing to you is not going to, is going to be even more difficult and people won't do that but recording a question and sending it to you is going to be pretty easy and there will be a lot of people that they'll want to do that and if you also tell them that you're going to play that question in your next episode then it gives them a reason why they would want to do that because they are going to hear their question on your podcast episode which is a bribe enough for them to record that question and send it to you so that's an easier way of doing it. and it increases the possibility of them doing it now one of the best ctas that i recommend using is to redirect your listeners to your website and offer them some upgraded information there now for example listeners who have listened to the entire episode they surely want additional information and if you ask them to go and visit your website for more information they will want to do that they will visit your website and get hold of that additional information so the possibility of them taking an action increases now i use something called as pretty links on my website to track all of these visits my website is on wordpress so i can use this as a plugin there and i create a very specific link for every episode of mine which is usually in the form of the podcastinguniversity.com forward slash the episode number this then helps me track the traffic that is coming from that particular episode and it also helps me know how my call to actions are converting now my website is easy to remember and that basically helps me with the cta so i would recommend that if at all you're going to put together a website use something that is easy to remember otherwise use a link from maybe bitly which is a url shortener which can be easy to remember another cta that you can use is to ask your users to visit a specific link to maybe subscribe or download a freebie and you can create this link using a tiny url creation service like that of bitly 
But the best and the most recommended option is always to have your own website. You can also create an automation using something like that of Zapier and maybe use a dummy email address. People can just send a blank email to that email address and they automatically get added to your email list. Now, this can be a little complicated if you're not techie, but you can always do that. There are a lot of videos out there that instruct you how to go about doing it. You can always search for that and learn how to do that. And there are some podcast hosting services also like Bcast that offers this automation as a pre-setup. So you don't have to do all of that. All you need is a Zapier account and then this entire thing is set up easily for you. There are podcasters who use CTAs like subscribe to the show, which is also a good way to make your one-time listener a repeat listener. But again, it can be very intangible because you will never be able to know how many people actually subscribe to your show or are coming back to listen to your episodes. It can be very difficult to track the number of people who are taking action on that specific CT. Now, the other problem is that not all podcast directories have the option of subscribing to the show. So in that case, you might just be losing out on some percentage of listeners who actually want to subscribe, but they are unable to find that subscribe option on the specific podcast directory that they are listening to the podcast. One of the most common CTAs that I see podcasters are using is to ask your listeners to rate and review the show on Apple Podcast. Now, there is a section of marketers who say that these reviews and ratings help in the ranking of the show on Apple Podcast. And I too have done it for quite some time in the past. And I do it very occasionally these days as well. But the fact is that I haven't seen these reviews and ratings making any impact on the ranking of the show. And another aspect is that not all of your listeners may be listening to the show on Apple Podcasts. What if the majority of your audience is listening to the show on other apps. The biggest reason why I don't favor this call to action is the friction involved in doing it. Now, if you have to write a review on Apple Podcasts, it isn't going to be that easy. It is very difficult. Hence, you will always see very low conversions on this CTA, barely any, to be very frank. So why waste a CTA on something that isn't working? And that's one of the reasons why I don't recommend using a CTA like asking your listeners to rate your show or review your show on Apple Podcasts. You can always do that on your website if at all you want to. So that's a call to action that I would never recommend that you should include in your podcast episode. And if you want to listen in detail or know more on what are some of the reasons why I don't recommend using this CTA in your podcast episodes, you can always tune into my earlier episode where I talk about this in much more detail. You'll be able to find a link to that episode in the show notes. You can always visit the show notes at thepodcastinguniversity.com forward slash 86 and you'll be able to find a link there. So that's all that I have for this episode. I hope you found value in the information that I shared in this episode. If you did, then don't forget to subscribe to the show in order to stay updated with the latest episodes that I will. And visit thepodcastinguniversity.com forward slash 86 for the show notes for the printable transcript and additional information regarding call to action. You'll also be able to listen to my previous episodes at thepodcastinguniversity.com. So just go in there, pick your uh, choice of episodes and give it a listen. And I'll also link to some of the previous episodes where I talk more about the call to action there in the show notes. You can give it a listen there. The Podcasting University is available on pretty much all podcasting platforms including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Geo7, Ghana and Amazon Prime Music. Pick your favorite platform and give it a listen there. If you prefer listening to podcasts on Good Pods, then please do recommend the podcast in there to your friends and your social media circle or people who are interested in learning more about podcasting. If you're new to podcasting, then you might want to join my free 10-day e-course on how to get started with your podcast. 
you can visit the podcastinguniversity.com and sign up for the course in there i'll be back again the next week with another podcasting related discussion until then keep listening to the podcasting university and you all have a wonderful rest of the week